Hello, I'm the DM, and you're listening to Campaign 2 of Fools and Flagons, The Tales of Archeron. So grab your drinks and raise your glasses. It's time for the Fools and Flagons podcast. All the things. Hello, everyone. Many stuffs and things happened last time, and... Mm. Venera is the sleepy, but she's not allowed to be sleepy because we have stuff and things. So welcome everyone to Fools and Flagons, a tabletop campaign made up entirely by me, where the players do dumb things and I try to make sense of it. Tonight, uh, we are doing the Tales of Archeron. One second. Okay. Uh, da, 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 clearing up some memory on my computer. Um, yes, yeah, so tonight we're doing the Tales of Archeron. We live stream our D&D campaigns every Friday night on Twitch, alternating between the Tales of Archeron and Sword and King's Chaos that is done by Zeke over there on my right. Um, both are available to watch again on our YouTube channel or to listen to in podcast form on most major platforms a week later. On top of streaming D&D on Fridays, we also stream a variety of games during the week with Pez Plays during the week and on the weekends with Metallurgy Magic or whenever he's able to have the time to do so. If you do like what we do and you'd like to support us, please consider our uh, doting to our coffee page. That's uh, coffee.com forward slash fools and flagons. Um, the links can be found below in the description. What they What they said. Uh, donations are never required, but always appreciated, and all proceeds from the donations and memberships go straight back into making Fools and Flagons an even better experience, and it That's does very much keep... It's always does... required, never appreciated. She does not speak for the Fools and Flagons <laughs> financial subsidiary. <laughs> it goes to Bobart and Brooklyn and Briad. Where is the loaf? All... <laughs> Loafing. Can I see the loaf? loaf? And the boo boo. The boobie. Father wants to see you. Boobie's disturbed since I moved him from his seat. I wish to see. Oh, I heard them now. (laughs) Look at her. Aww. (laughs) Those faces, what is happening? (laughs) My goyle. Put Leggy down. No. Uh, it does very much help keep the podcast alive and well, and it's not cheap to host it. Um, we do want to thank you for your follows, subscriptions, and bits on Twitch. We do apologize that we're, we cannot recognize them verbally, as that would interrupt the flow of the game. But generally speaking, when someone's not being spoken to directly by me, they're not paying attention or looking at chat anyway. So, you could probably get anyone's attention apart from mine own at any point during the stream. What'd you say? What? <laughs> would you like your magic to work today? Yeah. <laughs> That's a crying fucking... Wait, hold on. Oh, no, I'm not going to play it. <laughs> That's too damn bad. Um, <laughs> anyone else have anything that they want to chat about, talk about? Um, Always appreciated. Apologies uh, from me for the last week air on last week. Uh, if you're in the Florida area, I will be a... Uh, performer for HHN so I had to go through orientation and Universal is very unmoving about certain things uh, they schedule stuff when they want to uh, but yeah so apologies for that but we will resume next weekend next Friday next Friday okay I have, I have plans oh I don't like that <laughs> <laughs> well 
With all that being said, no one else has anything. Grab your drinks and raise your glasses. It's time for Fools and Flagons. What's up, bitches? Time Water. for Fools and Asses. And boy, oh boy. Oh. What's with the red light? <laughs> that, that's his mood ring. <laughs> Everyone dies. And now everything's bad. <laughs> Happy, sad. Happy, sad. Happy, sad. Murderous. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh so, no, the Pope! Venera, anger's head, anger's head, anger's head, anger's head, anger's head, anger's head. I really hope Becca's not watching because otherwise she's just seizing in the living room now. Wow. Nah, she'll be fine. It's like bottom left corner. Be all right. Uh, so, we got quite the recap today. Last we left off, the captain of the Harper's Fury got the Tempest settled into their three week training schedule before departing for high tide. Halfway through their training, they were given a day off to go visit the Kadali ruins upon Venera's request. The Archmage Otis took the party up to the ruins and left them to explore on their own. The crumbled walls and remaining statues were overgrown with vines and moss, except for a central pedestal. Where, <laughs> I, knew that I, was, I knew that was going to come, I, but I had to put it in there. Um, except for a central pedestal with an empty golden basin on top of it that seemed untouched by the ravages of time. Within was a spherical indentation that seemed to beckon one closer, an urging to place something within, a certain something that was on Venera's person. The metallic sphere that had been given to them by Kipak, who assumed the Tempest had dropped it during the fight with the Mushroom Tender so many months ago. Venera was able to shake off the temptation, Oh. Oh, yes. uh, the draw to place the sphere into the indentation and promptly check the pedestal for evil hoodoo voodoo. Hoodoo. A smoky entity with, uh, was twisting and writhing from the basin and was just out of the normal person's sight. But Veneer was able to repel the creature and promptly reached out to Kadal for advice. <laughs> the god arrived with thunderous clouds and a great deal of anger. <laughs> Taking the orb from Venera, Kadal revealed that they had narrowly avoided a great disaster. Something about the orb releasing a great evil, if placed within. Things were happening behind the scenes that even he could not foresee, and the Tempests were supposedly smack dab in the middle of it. They were, however, foiling whatever plans were underway in the process. He then revealed that these plots had led to the supposed death of Valkyrie, goddess of the frozen north and Rokasing, and while Zahn proceeded to take his frustrations out on the remaining architecture, Kadal had placed his hand on Venera's head, telling her to learn from the past so that the future may be saved, then vanished. <laughs> Otis came at their call as the skies cleared and brought the party back to Harpermere, where he noticed that Venera had a horn, a horn that had previously been invisible to all but the innocent. Confused about Kadal's parting words, the Tempests went to their wagon home to think about their next steps, wherein Brick asked if Venera had thought to look in her book, which had previously been illegible. We rejoin the Tempests now, as Venera is finally able to read the cryptic <laughs> texts within Kadal's journal. It is still very late in the evening. Most of you are... Uh, well, I say most of you. One of you is currently struggling to deal with grief and uh, to not break everything in their path. The rest of you, are you looking to bed down? Are you all 
gathered around Grandma Venera. She opens up ye old storybook. Grandma. Gathered around Grandma Venera. Wow. She ain't no grandma. <laughs> you don't know how old she is. She's a great grandma. I don't even think I know how old she is. <laughs> Do yeah. you know how old she is? <laughs> By that look, I'm just guessing no. <laughs> She is ageless. What um, what do all those little squiggly squiggles mean in that there uh, book? You able to read it? Because it looks like you're intently looking at it. Well, I can now. What's it say? It says word spends. Oh, okay. That's a good story. Is it only saying words on one page or on all of them now? Oh... It's all of them now. Oh. Now, how many pages is that there book? Because I can only read past page 12 and then I get bored. <laughs> yeah, there's no pictures. I'm sorry. Oh, well, I'm, I'm bored already. No, there's doodles. I mean, there's doodles. I was getting there. <laughs> I'm interested again. <laughs> it's towards the back, so you're skipping a lot. Oh, okay, well, I mean, I, I don't mind reading the last page. That's spoiling the story. Am I oh, able to read it? DM? What? Am I able to read? Am I able to read it? Are you able to read or are you able <laughs> to read it? <laughs> Both. <laughs> let me check no. let me check your intelligence score. Oh god. To answer the first smart. question. Uh, I am an artificer. Yes, you can read. You cannot read All it. Right. As you try oh, to okay. look at the book, you do see the occasional word that you recognize, but as you realize that you recognize it, it shifts to a completely different language. Hmm. And it seems to be Moss, happening bugs. all over. And, and that's the weird thing. If you just look at one spot where one word is, that same word will be different every time it's a language that you can recognize. It'll say rock, and then him, and then ship. Hmm. I hate it. It's like one of those there optical illusions where you look at one spot and then another spot appears and you look over there and that other spot and yeah, I hate it. So, question for Kayla, not Venera. Did mm. you? Because he sent this to you last week. Have you actually gotten a chance to read it all? Yeah. Oh, she she was texting me quite a bit, like <laughs> with, with with comments and. Uh, you can only yeah. Be like, I love you. I hate you. I love you. I hate you. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so give us the lowdown. It's. Silence. Love it. No, there's just... Exactly? There's... No. A lot. Just a lot. Uh, Cliff Notes? DM Cliff Notes? What, you, wanna, you don't want to give your own synopsis? Because um, <laughs> I can, if you want me to. Yes, please. Okay. Venera reads aloud from Kadal's journal. As it starts out, Kadal speaks of how he was just an old codger living as a hermit in the mountains, cooking a breakfast on a cold winter's morning. Apparently, he had stopped counting his birthdays somewhere after his 130th summer, but he believes that he was nearing his second century of life. Oh. As he was cooking his breakfast, there was a earth trembling rumble 
as arcs of lightning streaked across the sky. And mm-hmm. they seem to collide directly overhead. The long and short of it, a portal opened, and he began to float upwards against his will, and even with his vast arcane knowledge, he was unable to stop himself. As he was ascending, he realized that something was trying to come out. Something with many appendages, with a backdrop of purple and red nebulous clouds. Seeing this gigantic creature trying to escape, he decided that the only thing that there was left to do, since he couldn't go back down, is to go at it and try to keep it from exiting the rift. It goes on into details of days, months, years. He's not entirely sure how long he was in this realm, running and distracting this beast. But as time wore on, he ceased to have to run and instead was becoming able to fight back and gain the upper hand. Eventually, Mm -hmm. the creature who he began to call um, Sadir started having to run. And through a uh, bit of trickery, let me actually make sure that I actually gave you the... uh, He began to call it uh, Sadir, the Shadow's End. And I'll type that out into the group chat so you guys can see. Thank you. Yep. Um... Kadal's power began to grow, and he began to be able to push it back and began to come up with more wildly powerful uh, spells to try and drive off this horror from whatever plane uh, the portal had been ripped open in the sky. Unfortunately, however, um, in a momentary lapse of paying attention, uh, he was hurled back through the portal from where he had originally come through. And as the creature tried to escape again, Kadal realized that the energy was coming from two points across the globe. One to the southwest, one to the northeast. Reaching out with his hands, he pushed one down and one up, severing the bond and closing the portal. Hmm. For all the amount of time that he was within that realm, only moments had passed. The bacon that he had been cooking on the fire outside of his hermit home was only just now beginning to burn. But something didn't feel right. The threat had passed, but as he reflected on it... um, He went to investigate the sources of those uh, beams of energy. The first one in the kingdom that he had been most familiar with, which was now known as the Nightly Kingdoms. There was a floating temple, the one that he had lifted upward with his right palm. And there were cultists there. And as he went about slaying them, They couldn't help but shout out in a taunting manner, you will never stop, 
the order of the transcendent maw. Decades of work undone in seconds. How dare you set foot in this sacred place? The maw will consume you and everything you're foolishly fighting to protect. We will start again. The ritual will be complete. He goes on to say, blah, blah, blah. I did not find their leader, nor did any of the cultists give me a clue as to their identity, their identity or identity. Their, their, their identity or about where they might be at that time. I hope to this day that he or she was at the Western portal when it submerged. The last hint that he saw was their symbol, which looked like two lowercase eyes side by side. It was the only clue he had to help track them down and eradicate their cult over the next decade or so. Uh, and that was just the what first chapter. What was the symbol? Mm -hmm. um, imagine two lowercase eyes, so kind of like two column shapes with dots above each. It, it literally looks like like that. Going How did you on. type that so fast? I hit I space I. Oh, I don't know why. I thought the, that that was upside down exclamation. Look, I'm drunk. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> God damn it. So as Pez is helping himself to the stock of liquor in the wagon home as uh, Venera mm -hmm. is relaying this, um, the next chapter uh, is titled how my world had changed. As he was a younger lad, he had explored the world quite a bit to learn as much magic as possible. But everything, everywhere, and everyone he once knew was now gone. Or a better word would be that they were replaced. He first explored his home territory and found that the lands around the Gadali portal, uh, the people were from a place or an age of iron and steel very similar to the one that he remembered growing up in, but none of the people that were there could recall any of the rulers that he spoke of and asked after. After a bit more questioning, uh, he proved his theory correct that these people had been displaced from some other location, not of this world. Ooh. Didn't get him. Still trying to get that little gnat. He's flying around. Sorry if you hear me clapping, stream. Um <laughs> He spent a bit of time there helping them get their lives in order, get things settled, uh, but he would move on soon. And he would investigate the world of Drago first, uh, the, the home region that he was from. And flying to the south, um, he found groups of orcs, kobolds, goblins, ogres, trolls. They were all fighting and looking for dominance. It was one giant bloodbath. While he wasn't particularly fond of the creatures, uh, he wasn't particularly hateful towards them either, and felt the need to assist them. Hmm. He observed them for a while and decided that with this newfound power that he had achieved while fighting Sadir, that he would try to construct something from the leftover parts of the slain greenskins to give them a leader. He constructed a massive orc and called him Gambors. And he was tasked with overseeing the Greenskins. Hmm. Needless to say, it was a great success. They all began to worship the mighty orc leader. Um, 
they began to pray for him for protection and to lend his strength to them so they could defeat their enemies and have successful hunts and so forth. And Kadal granted Gambors the ability to grant these requests, essentially elevating him to from a mere powerful orc to the equivalent of a deity. Now that Gambors was uh, tasked with protecting his people and could oversee their survival, he moved on. Traveled further north and discovered that there were dwarves in the mountains, singing and mining and just seeming overly happy. And he didn't remember there being... <laughs> yeah, hi-ho, hi-ho. <laughs> um, spoke with their elected leader and come to find that at first they were a bit put out, they were a bit afraid, and as their scouts returned and discovered that they were in a brand new untapped land, that fear became excitement. There were new mines to dig, new ores and sculptures and um, new legends to create. And thus he created Bowler, the dwarven deity, on the condition that he was to be there as an advisor and would never be a ruler. Both Bowler and the elected dwarven official agreed to this. And with their uh, hospitality enjoyed, they, he, or Kadal, went back on his way. Much further to the north, in the frozen lands, there were people struggling to survive in the frigid north. They were starving, suffering from frostbite. Burr. So he fashioned a new deity that he called Valkyrie to be a strong, powerful leader to teach the people there how to survive in the frigid north. Eventually he traveled further to the east across the ocean where the sister continent he knew once to be uh, found that it was still there and there was a bit of conflict. A, uh, a large band of disassociated very tribal, very brutal people in the north attacking a more civilized people to the south. He offered assistance to the north first as he had freshly arrived there, but they denied his assistance and basically told, told him to go fuck off. They are now known as the lawless tribes of Ayera. To the south, however, the people there were very, ha very happy for his aid. We're so happy. They were so happy. Happy. Uh, I, I am condensing 11 pages worth of lore that I have written, and my brain is going a mile a minute here, so sorry if I flub <laughs> a little bit. Zeke! Um, he crafted... Um, he attempted... Kadal attempted to craft a new deity that was both strong warrior leader, but also a... Uh, competent artisan and poet and he Coyote. wasn't quite as successful as he would like and instead got a the deity uh, Talia who's a little bit of a split personality in one moment she'd be in her armor ready to do battle and the next she'd be sipping wine and writing a limerick or singing a song but even with this split personality everything seemed okay and Kadal moved on He next moved across the mountains and saw two nations that were at each other's throat, but neither quite willing to be the first to uh, strike the first blow. 
So speaking with the two nations, come to find that both in their own religious beliefs uh, had a dragon-like deity that they worshipped. And thus he created Shen Shei and Tlazo Kuatl. Sorry. Hmm. And to say that the people were delighted was an understatement. Now that they were in a forever truce under threat of death by the twin or the uh, the dragon lovers, um, the nations of Aslan and Takatari were formed, and their borders have been peaceful ever since. Moving towards the north, just to make sure that Kadal hadn't missed anyone, he came across a nation of elves. And they were being beset upon by some of the Takatari people and some of the lawless tribes that were coming over the north, and they essentially wanted to be left alone. And like a uh, modern type uh, explorer going into a unknown tribe, he was fired upon by many, many arrows. <laughs> and upon flexing his uh, power, they decided that maybe it's a good idea to not attack this person. And he sat down with their leader and discussed the problems and the situation that they were currently in. And decided that the deity that he would make for them was more of a boundary protector. And thus, Aaron was created. The deity of the elves who, like a ghost, melts into the shadows and the fog of this forest surrounding the uh, Alari Dorai and protects the elves. Like a good neighbor, Aaron is there! <laughs> Waiting to stab um, you in the back. Wop, wop. Having done everything that he could, he began to fly back to the west and suddenly felt tired for the first time since fighting Sadir. He reflects on the fact that he hasn't needed to sleep, he hasn't needed to eat. He has simply been for as long as he can remember now. But for the first time, he felt tired, and he found a tree nestled within the mountains between that split the Aaron continent and fell asleep, having a multitude of dreams, and was woken by a soft pressure against his shoulder, a head leaning against him. Hmm. There was a, uh, a plant-like being leaning against him that seemed content and to just sleep beside him. When he woke up, the creature revealed to him that she had simply come into existence. And he realized that he created this deity while he was sleeping. He asked for her name, and she had none, so he gave her the name of Nefeli. Hmm. Who you all would know is the deity of the Misty Pass in the Aeran continent. Also, Venera's deity. Lucky! Small. <laughs> uh, Kadal spent quite a bit of time in uh, what would become known as the Missy Pass with Nefeli, um, feeling her to be more like a daughter to him than the other deities that he had created so far, as they had, she had come from his subconscious rather than a uh, troubled, formulaing thought, and come to find that she was quite good at creating creatures. Most of the creatures are made of stone, wood, air, fire, the raw elements, but in the shape of creatures that can be found all across the world of Archeron. 
sometime through their respite, um, travelers moved through her territory and attacked one of the creatures that she had created, killing it. And in her rage, she summoned shadowy beings that tore the people asunder. And speaking with Nefeli, he wasn't upset. He was proud of her for protecting her domain. And between the two of them, they created the perpetual mist that all of you are aware exists in the misty past that makes it impossible for anyone to find their way, even if they do know where they're going. Hmm. But now was time for Kadal to go and fix his biggest mistake, which was when he sank the Western Portal. The devastation and the explosion essentially is what created the Untamed West, a barren wasteland of desert where no life could exist. My home. If you can imagine that that would be the location of where the meteor struck to kill everything, that's the kind of power that we're talking about here. Mm. As he was traveling back across the Alboran Sea, he found a group of uh, sailors clinging to the hull of their ship after being tossed by a storm. And after rescuing them, spoke to them for a time and realized that perhaps there should be a deity to oversee the seas and make sure that sailors can get from where they're going or where they start to where they're going in a uh, safe manner. And speaking with the sailors, uh, created Seto, a very uh, voluptuous siren and perhaps he took their stories a little bit too seriously when he learned of their uh, their legends but she Seto would revel in the sailors compliments when they awoke and quickly promise them safe passage through the seas if they continued to praise her and shower her in gifts thus the tradition of before setting sail you toss gold or something precious into the waves but now it was time for Gadal to finally try to help the wasteland recover. And through the staff that Nefeli, I skipped over this, sorry, uh, Nefeli made Kadal a staff, the one that he is always depicted seeing, carrying, uh, lets him constantly be uh, in conversation with Nefeli whenever the need may arise. And with her help, began to bring life back to uh, the wasteland. But it was a large area, and Kadal couldn't be in multiple places at once, as powerful as he is. And through Nefeli's help, created Coyote. Which would, heavily through her influence, essentially made herself a brother. Someone that she could uh, share in the joy of creating life, and also brother and sisterly pull pranks on, on each other and the other deities. Now that everywhere had been taken care of, we get on to the final chapter where Kadal gathered all of the deities he, he had created um, and set ground rules for them. Each were allowed to grant powers and boons to those they protect and to those who worship them or ask for their aid. They could only directly interfere within their own realm unless one of their followers was able to channel their power in another land. They are not obligated to help, 
and may deny aid at their own discretion, and none may declare war upon each other, nor fight with the intent to kill one another, Coyote being the only exception. He dismissed them all back to their realms, keeping Valkyrie, Nefeli, and Coyote behind to give them very special instructions. Nefeli already knew of his past and would not be able to directly help with uh, her realm's location, but explaining to Valkyrie why he had given her the task of keeping an eye on the Shadowed Maw and the importance of reporting anything strange that happened near there. It was a, uh, a location far to the west of Rokasing. To Coyote, he gave him the extra task of keeping an eye on the crater where the other portal had sunk. He expressly forbade them from telling their brethren or any of their followers of this information. The fewer who knew, the less likely someone with ill intent could try to open the portal again. He finally finishes off saying it is time for me to return home and assume his own role as protector. And he chuckles at the thought of himself being a deity. But... Seafaring Kingdom, by the time he had returned, two kingdoms had arisen. The Seafaring Kingdom calling themselves Harpermere, and the more Skyfaring Kingdom known as Welterwatch. And he took it upon himself to uh, guide these kingdoms in the appropriate direction to make sure that they flourish, and kept an ever-watchful eye on the Gadali portal and everything happening around the world. There is a final bit that is written, and Venera, uh, you can read that aloud if you like, or you can keep that to yourself. Oh, she's logging into her phone. <laughs> <laughs> looking, 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 am I going to keep it secret or not? <laughs> waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> um, the last pages say... Um, Nefeli, my greatest creation and my loving daughter, I give this journal to you for safekeeping. Add to it if you like. I place a spell upon these pages that causes each sentence, word, and letter to constantly shift and change into different languages. To anyone, even your brethren, it is a kaleidoscope of constantly shifting nonsense words and phrases. But to you and I, the words appear as when we sat together under your tree as I wrote them. I eagerly await the next chance to have a visit with you. Your voice is always welcome whenever you wish to speak to me. I will move the very planet for you. Love you always. Good all. Hmm. And I'm guessing she wrote, because there's another chapter, The Happy Accident or whatever, that I'm guessing talks about the dinosaurs. So um, you can see that there, e even you're able to see that uh the additions where it said the happy accident, uh, family reunion and all, were written in a different hand. Okay, so that's the felly. It also seems um, to be the same handwriting of what had done the doodles. Right. Brick's going to raise, like, just kind of raise a finger in the air. I just want to point out, I was right. About what? Um first time we talked about the gods, I hypothesized that they were just really powerful wizards. I was right. Well, kind of. I was right about one of them. Oh, Go on. Science! <laughs> Science! Congratulations. So, Coyote's the youngest? 
Yeah. I, I thought he was the oldest. Like, he, he was the creator of everything. No. <laughs> oh. Far from. Well, I mean, that just goes to show that I know nothing about religion and gods and all that. I just... Into the Yeah, lands. we knew that. Yep. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. <laughs> just a bit. I mean, so, yeah. putting Rokasine on the list to go investigate because she it said she was keeping watch over the mall because that's in Rokasine. I did kind of gloss over that bit. She was tasked um, as Kadal was chasing down the cult. Um, there was another portal that was closed in the far west of Rokasing, and he charged Valkyrie with keeping watch over it, which is why she has her wings, so that she can travel faster. Right. So there was one, the Kadali ruin, which we were at, which he lifted into the air. The one in the west, then the untamed west, which he plummeted into the ground, which I'm guessing was probably either nearby or at the Silver City, which is probably why it ended up underground. Um, it's It's more aligned with where the oasis is. Oh, I was about to say, even I figured that one out. <laughs> I'm not looking at the map. He doesn't right have now. the map um, open to him. Oh, okay. I was about to say, yeah, I'm staring at them like there, 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 with there. Okay. And then, but there, there was an unused one at the time in Ro in west of Rokasine. Well, the the ruins created the portal in the sky which was supposed to let Seder into the world to consume everything. This portal to the west in Rokasing was a physical structure that was a portal in and of itself. Oh. So, what, was there a description of this Seder person? Creature? Critter? Tentacles. Um, let me get to that again real quick, because I, I did try to gloss over it. Um... Let's see. And an eldritch beast of colossal proportions, chitinous black armor covered its body, uh, had a sweeping comb that extended off the back of its head. It had no eyes, but it seemed to still be able to see him. Um, four arms, hands that held varying numbers of digits, three fingers, five, seven on one. Uh, didn't have time to stop and count giant leathery wings at the waist the creature began to resemble that of a squid or octopus tentacles were everywhere that seemed to reach for miles around it mm. like Cthulhu and a Balrog had a baby so sure from what I'm gathering it's that Ipiac person that we encountered name is very different but, but tentacles that that lines up, right? This is but one similarity. So what I'm wondering is where do the shadow creatures come into play? Because the book said Nefeli created shadow creatures, but I'm guessing they're not the same. Or if they are, they change sides at some point. I doubt they're the same. I mean, you could ask. Also, 
late. Is it late? Mm-hmm. It's late. By the time um, you're done reading this aloud to everyone, you're starting to discuss it. Um, you can look outside your the windows of the wagon, and you can see that the uh, the lights out in the street have been lit by the evening torches. I have something well, to go do. What? What? What do you? What, what you gotta do? No business pass. Well, I mean, we we can help. Nine, cannot. All right, just be careful. I will at least make that promise. You got you muted, walk. by the way. Who's muted? Kirsten. Technical difficulties. Yep. Bobart. You might be just very quiet. Nope. Mm-mm. Oh, it, it's. I had this problem a day or two ago. Just immediately changed to some other mic. Nope, nothing. Technical <laughs> difficulty. She just waved us off. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> just click the button on your headset and see if that fixes it. Did you get it? No, and there's two now. They're fucking They're multiplying. multiplying. Oh, I've killed like eight or nine. Oh, wait. Talk. Okay. There it is. Yes. There you okay. are. It was selected on that mic. The mic was plugged in and green. I don't know what the fuck just happened. <laughs> so but, you were saying. Oh, anyway. all, all Kasumi said was try not to destroy anything before you left. Zon's literally going to hold up his arms with the thingies that. <laughs> the shackles. The shackles, yeah. which are. I don't actually know what they do, but they do something to them. <laughs> Probably cut off the murder. Magic. Guess we'll find out. Um. So is anyone stopping him? No. Nope. <laughs> Good luck. Have fun. Oh, uh, Brick will look over his shoulder. Do you need some incense? Son's gonna hold. He's gonna jiggle his bag. He's got all of it. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so um, where are you heading? I'm going to the church with all of the statues of God. Okay, uh, so you head back to the Temple of the Gods. Um, no one stops you along your route. You're just walking the street. There's a few people out and about, um, but they're very few and far between. Um, Harpermere is not well known as a nightlife city. But even then, the guards that are patrolling, they don't seem to pay you any mind. You're not doing anything nefarious. You're just walking. And eventually you do get to the Temple of the Gods where you had spoken to um, Ellis once before. And um, the door opens. There doesn't seem to be anyone around. There are a few candles lit under most of the um, statues of the deities. Um, some are... A little bit higher than others of people have come in later on in the day to light and say their prayers and a few others are a bit lower maybe someone to come by earlier in the day and just slowly petering out but you seem to be alone what would you like to do um well he's gonna first he's gonna walk over to Valkyrie's statue and uh 
take off the necklace he's always had that he made after we fought the Rex and uh, place it at her feet. Um, for walking to the very center of the room, uh, is there... I can't remember. You described it a long time ago. I don't remember exactly what the format of the room is. So when you when you walk through the front doors, the room itself is large and circular. There's nothing in the middle, and all around the outside are, are alcoves with statues of the various deities. Uh he's gonna go to the center of the room. Okay. And uh, uh, I guess he's gonna pull out a few things of incense. Uh, he's obviously not used to talking to other gods, so uh, he's going to sit down, cross-legged, slowly, breathing in and out, calming himself the most that he can. Eternal rage. Um, <laughs> and he's going to close his eyes. He's going to take one more deep breath, and he's just going to be, just going to ask Kadari. I have a few questions that need to be answered. The person who I would normally ask is no longer available. He's as cold as it sounds, he says. I would appreciate five minutes of your time if you might spare them. And he's just gonna sit there for a little while. With the last few times that you have reached out to Valkyrie and gotten nothing in response. You were expecting to be there for some time and perhaps to even have to ask more than once, but you're a little surprised when you almost barely finished your sentence and let the rest of your breath out that your radar dishes, your, your bunny senses tingle and... There's a soft tapping noise as Nefeli's staff taps the ground and the hooded, cloaked figure of Kadal is standing there. In front? Behind? Sort of like behind and to the right. Um, I do have a little bit of time. Uh, he's gonna... Slowly stand. Make a perception check real, real quick too. By the way, <clears throat> fail. Really happy my perception's high. I got an eleven. <laughs> That's because I got a plus nine. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, as you stand up, you you kind of hear more than feel like there's static in your fur. gonna shake his head for a second and just static focus on it later more important stuff first uh he's as he stands up he's gonna turn around and look at kadal as you're looking at kadal um versus the last time you saw him both of his eyes are blue hmm. i remember what colors they were the first time <laughs> do you no, not at all. <laughs> I was going to sketch you. I didn't give a shit. I'm going to be well, technically, honest. technically, you had seen him before that news was 
was dropped, but... Oh, there's a gnat in my water. Uh -huh. gross. Oh, one down, one to go. Well, you finally got him. Technically. Oh, no, he got out. Oh. He was in... Ew. He was in my mug. Anyway, sorry, what's your question? <laughs> so, Kadal, from what you say, Mamaza is gone. Mamaza also knew where I came from, and I am hoping she talked to you about it. Has my mother mentioned anything about me and my appearance in Brokasi? He looks at you for a moment. And you can kind of see his jaw behind his beard kind his beard kind of working as he's considering what to say. I knew of you. <laughs> but what you are. I still do not know. And well, if I am to be honest with you, mm -hmm. I do not trust. It's just fair. I wouldn't do that. That being said, the journal you gave Venera had a few um, tidbits in it that were eerily familiar. Sorry, small victories. <laughs> You're good. So, <clears throat> this realm that you fought Seder in, I have been to it twice. And for better or for worse, one of the entities there says I am the offspring. The slight feeling of static around your fur intensifies. He's getting ready to smite you. <laughs> there's, there's a bit of wind that seems to rush through the open doorway of the temple and you hear the, the rumblings of what sounds to be a quite violent storm beginning to brew outside would have been a very clear night for uh, for Harpermere. He looks at you and his eyes seem to glow a brighter, brighter blue. And that jaw is working even harder. And you see so him breathe in as if to say something, his mouth opens. But then his right eye begins to glow green. And he pauses. The wind not... subsides slightly. Would you let me fucking finish? <laughs> <laughs> the winds outside begin to diminish slightly. He shuts his mouth. And he's now looking at you with his blue and green eyes. I'm going to have to ask about that I sing after we're done talking. Um, but, judging by the fact you haven't smote me off the face of, you know, the world, you don't necessarily see me as evil. And while I don't know if I am something Sorry. of evil or not, um, my mother at least trusted me. 
she was the only one who I could consider a mother, and she's gone. As far as I know, my father is still there. Probably should message him after this. You see Kadal kind of look upward slightly, almost as if he's looking towards Rokasing. Then after a moment or two passed, he looks back down. Concaro still lives. Oh, thank God. Yes, this was about to be a very bad night if you didn't say that, but, um... Valkyrie kept an eye on you by my request. When she told me that you came through the portal, I feared you were one of his. Well, I can't necessarily say that I'm not, but I... I can... Uh, he's going to sit there and just think for a second. Well, I can access the realm through banishment. It sends me back to this purple and red realm which you've described very, very clearly in uh, the journal you gave, Nira. And I don't know what to do. I was hoping Valkyrie would be the one to talk to me about my origin and how... Well, for better first, we'd find it back if Bush comes to shove, but now that she's gone, I... Kadal, I don't know what to do. I... Through my whole life, my father... You know, raised me, Valkyrie raised me and trained me, and... I was contempt on being from Rokasin and... You know... Do what we do best. Eurocasing. Ins. Your home and where you choose to say you are from, it is a good land. And I would not recommend you go and visit the Aether Void. Oh, yeah, no, I don't much. go there. Yeah, I, no, I, I really wouldn't like to go there of my own free will. You do not um, want to encounter <laughs> that creature. No, I, I can definitely feel his presence at and some point while it was there. me warn you. And he looks towards the north again from the direction you would come. And as he looks back at you, his right eye, the one that's glowing green, seems to be growing even brighter. If anything were to happen to Venera, you will be the first one that we speak to. Murder. So... Is this like if something such as general happens, or if I do something to Venera? You will be the first one that we speak to. Well, that's both ominous and totally. Wait, there's more. And uh, yeah, that totally makes me feel better about myself. Frightened um, others. So, I. Uh, I guess I have... <laughs> Veneer's losing her shit. <laughs> so, what do we do about the portal? Factory is gone. Uh, Disturbingly I mean, so. What happened to her? I do not know. Zon looks 
genuinely taken aback since he apparently can look to another continent and see somebody. He sees your but... confusion. <laughs> I am not omnipresent. None of us are. Omnipresent? Do you... Sorry, do you know what omnipresent means? Oh, omni. I thought you said I'm not part of the present. No, sorry. Oh, I, no, okay. I, I am not omnipresent. None of us are. Okay. So is that, uh, is that set at least? Where did she die? We do not know. But you're sure she is dead? I said she is no longer with us. Hmm. Interesting. It's well. your <laughs> Well, what I wish for you to do and the rest of the template templates, the rest the of templates? the the rest oh, of the tempests. The Hopley Templars continue to meddle. Continue to thwart. Prepare. Grow stronger. And see what you can find. Oh, we meddling. <laughs> well, we got the snacks. We got the fluffy <laughs> dog. just like popping out from behind a pillar. Oh, we meddling. <laughs> oh, we meddling. <laughs> Matt, what are you doing there? <laughs> well, I will continue to meddle. As best I can, and I know that everyone else probably will as well. But that being said, if I do not know for sure Valkyrie is dead, I am not going to assume her dead. But... While I do not assume anything, I have taken it upon myself to answer the queries of her followers, as none are able to contact her. Your tantrum yesterday was myself allowing you to let off your steam. Do be careful. Mm -hmm. Sounds like, damn, old man. <laughs> You just got scolded by a god. Listen. I do not promise I can control my emotions at all times. I do my best. But that was a lot to take in at once. So, Believe I am sorry. Me, for... I am aware. Well, that being said, I will do my best to keep my, um... Emo <laughs> I'll do my best to keep my emotions in check. And with this, even though Kadal's there, Zahn's gonna kind of give him a slight wave. He doesn't want to bother him for too much longer. Uh, and he's gonna start walking towards the door. That being said, Kadal, if Vakar is dead, and you need somebody to take up the mantle of what her responsibility was, well... I'm pretty sure you know where Venera is at all times. And you know how to find me. And he's going to start walking back uh, to the door. 
what you don't see as you walk back towards the cart is a look of genuine surprise from Kadal at your parting words. But you head back to the cart through the night. Again, unbothered by the local guard, perhaps taking a little bit more time to wander and let your, your mind think. What are the rest of you doing? You haven't heard any alarm bells. You don't think he's gotten into trouble. <laughs> but there's still that that chance. <laughs> While walking back, he hold, pulls out a match. Mm, should I just to make sure it's there? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he pulls out a handful of matches. And he puts one away. He goes, should I? Should I not? Should I? Should I not? <laughs> is there a jail in this town that is worthy of this match? <laughs> oh, I know one building worthy of that match. And that's still going to happen. You leave Oscar alone. <laughs> <laughs> you dug your graves with him. So, what Oscar are the rest of you doing? Phenomenal. So, anyway, the best way to prepare bug stew is to find the best crunchiest bugs and then mix them all together. If this is the conversation Brick left as soon as it started and went up to the workshop and is still working on his hand blade. Are you actually taking notes or are you faking it? Faking the shit out Make a deception check. We're getting a dice roll tonight, baby. No! Am I rolling against this? Deception. Deception. Make an insight check. Yes. Oh, I'm inciting. I'm gonna roll this physically. Oh my god. Sixteen. I rolled a natural twenty. You did. Plus two. I did. (laughs) I did. You you have seen Frenira write things before. Her hand ain't moving right. Anyway, so bug stew is a combination of um, bugs for the broth. It's unicorn blood, and then you have a little bit of sprinkling of um, some leaves. Wait, did you just say unicorn blood? Huh? No. Kasumi, I got I got a prop because this is what she's doing. She's <laughs> drinking her cup of tea, just stirring it, just like blankly staring at Pez. But after the comment, she's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> but ah oh man, damn! If only we had a unicorn to uh, get some blood from. That's a crying shame. <laughs> Oh, but there's nothing in the cup. I drew a uh, bug. <laughs> no, okay. All right, I, you you have been redeemed. But honestly, when I'm when I'm telling my mom's secret recipes, you better be paying attention. Because if you don't, I'm gonna bleed you. Ian, uh, while he's working on his arm blade, I just thought of something I wanted Brick to do. Okay. Uh, in light of the information, since as he's working on his arm blade. Uh, he's going to light some incense, uh, and in the process of working on his arm blade, he's going to, he's going to, like, send a prayer to, um, uh, Bowler and 
face, see if I can say it right. Quetzalcoatl? Tlazocoatl. Quetzalcoatl. Uh, he's going to send a... Tlazocoatl. With a T. Tlazocoatl. Yeah. Okay. He's going to send a prayer to both of them and say, um... Um... Guide and, uh, guide and bless this invention, and may I use it to strike the heart of those who would take away your loved one. Nerd! <laughs> Freak. Are you doing this in the library? I'm doing this in the workshop. The workshop. Okay. As you complete this prayer. Hope they reject it. You <laughs> turn to sender. <laughs> the blade just explodes in your hand. There's no gunpowder, just explodes somehow. Uh, as you complete this um, this prayer, you find your Die. vision going dark. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> I blind you don't generally feel tired. You know when you need to pause and let your energy reserves rebuild. But this, this feels different. And as you begin to feel yourself slip forward, as if you're about to fall face first onto the workbench, you don't hit the workbench. You tumble forward. And you hear a clanging sound. You seem to be falling, and the clanging is ringing and ringing. And there's a sudden jolt, and your eyes open. And you see Bowler as you had seen him before. But where you had seen him working at his anvil when he was giving you the vision of the mushroom tender, he's now sitting in front of it, hammer in hand. He seems tired it's sad and he's looking at you soft glow behind him from his forge this is the first time we get to speak between you and I it is now fuck you (laughs) the gods they can be whatever and he gestures between himself and you with, with his hammer I was very much pressed for time with the last vision I gave you, but it seems now at this time we need to speak. We sort of spoke once before, but I believe you were taking the form of stone and fire. He kind of thinks for a moment and goes, Oh yes, I love pulling that trick. (laughs) Can you imagine the amount of broken thumbs I have caused by appearing in a smith's fire? It is hilarious. And he slaps his thigh and he just has this big grin on his face. A huge contrast to how you had first seen him upon opening your eyes where he just looked devastated. So you have questions? No. Question, yes. 
there's a few gaps I would uh, appreciate being filled in if you know according to the book some of you were in the dark he tilts his head at you the book so how could you whoops She's so mad at you. <laughs> she is not here. She doesn't know. <laughs> I thought about Becca, having everyone deafen for him. this, but I kind of like them being able to hear you fuck up. <laughs> Divorce. <laughs> I will answer to my ability, but I cannot give promise if I do not know. We're trying to establish a timeline about when did you lose Valkyrie's presence? This I do not know. As much as I like to keep track of my brethren and sisters, I have many children around the world to keep track of. You being one of them. You are doing good work. I like. Also, you may want to get smaller, stronger spring. It will keep Blade from getting stuck. That explains a lot. <laughs> also, lube. Fair enough. You're welcome, you uh immature fuckers. <laughs> That'll be episode lube. <laughs> so we don't know when these uh shadow things. <laughs> Any idea where where they are? What they are? Not a clue. That seems to be everyone else's response as well. The fact that there are machinations going on of which none of us are aware is impressively terrifying. Yeah, your uh, father if that's what you want to call him, seems, uh... Eh. The old man is good. But even he is not infallible. Oh, I was about to say, he seems very, um... angry right now. As all of you have a right to be. He points his hammer at you. Would you not be upset if one of yours was taken from you? What of yes. that foxy one? The, the one from Takatari. You would be mad if she were to go, no? Have been and will be. We have a habit of... We have a habit of going down, but thankfully haven't stayed down. <laughs> so yes, I am angry. And he, like, hits the hammer on the ground and the forge behind him flares up. And as the light gets brighter, you notice that in the darkness surrounding you, is something large and it is slowly moving around you. Does it have scales? Make a perception check. 
Uh, could have been better. Twelve. <laughs> it, was, it was too quick of a flash to see. You, you sort of wince back from the heat, and as the flames die down a little bit more again, that's when you notice the movement in your periphery, but the light faded just before you can make out much detail. What's that? Never mind. Um. Yeah, any anything that would help, any information, any. I feel like our to-do list is just getting longer with no end in sight, but I don't know what to put first. I want to help my friends. I want to not die. I also don't want to let this get out of hand. So far as that I can tell, you are on the right path. You complete tasks, get rid of distractions, and you, and he, he's pointing to you again, but he's more pointing towards your chest. You get yourself fixed so you can be strong and you can protect. You, right now, bah, weakling. Ow. It's true, no? Your spells, sometimes they don't work. It is a problem. Get it fixed. It's number two on the list right now. I have a promise to keep before that. It's good. Keep promise. Very good. And With I, that, I kinda he, kind of, he kind of like claps his hands on his thighs and he looks back and goes... What, you have nothing to add? Stupid serpent. Yeah, I kind of look into the darkness as well. You don't see anything. Kind of assuming based off of the movement I saw, how big it was, and who I sent the prayer to, I'm going to try to make an assumption. We haven't met one of your greatest inventors... I owe my life to. I hope to serve you as well in some way. As Any you guidance or wisdom is greatly appreciated. As you say this, there's a deep rumbling. It's, it's not a word. It's not a purr. It's a vibration Hi. in the air. And as you begin to feel these vibrations in you, your vision begins to go dark again. And you see uh, Boulder kind of look off behind you and then down, pointing at you with his hammer. He goes, he likes you. <laughs> <laughs> your vision fades into blackness again. And with a jolt, as if someone just punched you in the side, you sit bolt upright. You look around, you're back in the workshop. And in front of you on the table is a large feather that fades from green to red, from the base to the tip. So while Brick was tripping balls, <laughs> uh, Venera, Kasumi, Pez, were the three of you doing anything? Apart from sharing your bug stew to unwilling listeners? So rude. Sorry, I meant to say ungrateful, ungrateful. listeners. 
Kasumi's just gonna kind of take it easy, you know, have her her afternoon tea, and just kind of hang out by one of the windows. She's kind of planning on hanging out just to make sure that Zahn gets back. Okay. Look, all I'm saying is, just try it. Just, just try it. When you're in charge of dinner night, we can make a stew. Okay. When will that be? Ask Kasumi. Do you have a bug supplier? Oh, I got a supplier. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> he's he's lean. Is it he's feathered lean. and covered in gore? Oh yeah. <laughs> We're in for a bug surprise. <laughs> Title of the episode. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. At that point, Zon kicks in the door. You die. <laughs> <laughs> You're so lucky, Kadara says that you can't die. Is Zon heading back to the wagon? Is he going to wander for a bit? I probably got one place he's going to stop before that. Is it Oscars? No. I'd get in trouble with the gods if I was there. <laughs> <laughs> he stops goes... He's got two places to stop by. <laughs> Which is one. Where are you heading? Third military. Third military leave. Probably mm. not going to see you again for a while. Oh. Blowing off some steam. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't intending on that, but... Um, am, I, you, am I wrong? You do try to go find the lieutenant, but it is getting on into the middle of the night. And her usual patrol routes that you've been sneaking away to to encounter her, she's not there. Hmm. Yeah, because that's disappointing. Oh, I have time to go home, I guess. It is late night. Good. Oh, yes. The night is late. <laughs> and you're so wonderful! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he's just gonna head back. Anything else anyone wants to do before nighttime? Rick is going to um, attach the feather to his crown, and finally, he's going his magic flares and similar feathers around the rest of his crown with that one in the center, and they also start coming out from beneath his gauntlets and shin guards as kind of a homage. <laughs> As you're doing this, you also, you, you had a decent idea of how you wanted to do your blade, and there were some parts of your design that you weren't really happy with, that you were still trying to work out. The blueprint in your mind is now crystal clear. You know exactly what you need to do to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If there's nothing else you all want to do, uh, you eventually find your way to bed. A lot of information to mull over, a lot of things to consider. And with that, we're going to take a quick little break, and we'll be back what? at the start of a new day. Oh. Did you have something else you wanted to do? No, it's just... Kinda. We're taking oh. a little break. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>
Don't worry. You okay, Pez? You're sleepy. You're sleepy. No. Okay, we'll be back. Don't go too far. <laughs> Grab a snack, get a drink. We'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> and we are back. So, last we left off, we had quite a bit of lore dump between the reading of Gadal's journal, uh, Brick speaking to Bowler and supposedly in the presence of Tlazoquatl, and uh, even Zahn speaking to Gadal about his erstwhile missing mother deity, Valkyrie. So, the birds begin to chirp, the sunlight begins to beam through the windows. Your one incredibly long vacation day to explore the ruins is now behind you and you are expected to be back to training aboard the Harper's Fury. Oh yeah, this rat. We we got a roll for that rat, like like the or am I thinking of a different uh skill check? I think I had you guys roll that already. Yeah, I think <clears throat> we rolled it. Oh okay. Just making sure. Because yeah. I I had it in my notes that we had to keep rolling. My notes are up here. Well, I had you roll for your hand cannon, and you were well on your oh. way to getting that sorted. That's right. Uh, did I write down? Because I wrote down... Well, Brick, you had an initial good success, and then you hit a bit of a wall. Right, but with through, the... Uh... Through your conversation with Bowler, um, your partial successes have now become complete successes, and you will have it ready within the week okay I, and then i, I gotta... only did gunner i think <laughs> you did gunner okay so what were you saying, we, we... oh I'd, I'd i just had to get this out of the way brick hit a brick wall okay continue so glad i waited for that to happen anyway brick as you were saying <laughs> uh and we we only did three weeks of training right three weeks you have okay. done a week and a half and Partway through the second week is when you took the day off to go explore the ruins and. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got nothing else. Oh, actually, I do got a question for um, El Capitan and other magical magic people. Yes. Is there a way we can add a fancy door to this here boat? That'll lead back to the pantry in our uh, wagon. Um, yes, the amount of gold and time it would cost, not enough. <laughs> but, I, I don't again, yeah. I, I just don't want to leave our wagon. It's our home. Well, well we're coming this... back to it. No, no, no. Think of it this way, Pez. If we put a door on the boat and the boat sinks, well, then the cart will then sink. How how would the cart sink on I land? I don't think that's how that works. And Brick just looks at kiss me. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> so like just, and how the, it's the a door. water starts filling up the door and then it starts pouring out yes. and leaking underneath the door. Yes, and then the ocean then starts coming through the door of the cart. But, That's not but how then, the door works. Then the entire nightly kingdoms would be flooded, but then, then the water would go back into the ocean, so it would be a perpetual loop. We just invented perpetual energy. 
Yes, but the problem with that is everything in Zakat would now be not in Zakat. And it's ocean. It'll be a little bit wet, but profit. We would always be on the sea and in water. Okay, I hate this idea. Let's not do that. Uh, this sounds like math, and I don't like it. Zana's gonna hold out his hand for a high five from Veneera. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, back Rick just, like, guys. pats Kasumi on the shoulder. I have a headache. I have an aneurysm. <laughs> okay, um, speaking of the people you were training... Yes. <laughs> speaking yeah. of aneurysms... Um, I realized that I never gave you uh, descriptions of the people that you were training underneath. How could so, you? How fucking fair. Yeah, I know. I I'm... just thought they were all a bunch of walking sticks. No. Uh, so, <laughs> first off, um, let's see. Zahn, you are training under Isadora. Isadora. Uh, she is the first mate, uh, Captain Eric's second in command. A skilled navigator, and you find that she's actually a very accomplished fighter. Uh, she is a female dragonborn. She dresses she? in uh, very oh. unique, interesting, flowing silks that, as you've uh, seen her practicing and sparring, you come to realize that the dangly bits of cloth are um, <clears throat> aid her in distracting. As one thing flips around, you're not sure if it's the tail coming to slap you in the face or a bit of blue cloth hanging from her elbow. Um, it's a very nice mix of things. As I, we have so many fucking bugs, it's ridiculous. <clears throat> um, next up, Venera. Yes. You oh. are working with the male halfling, Caden. Uh, he is a uh, self-proclaimed expert at navigating the seas and is very, very skilled at plotting courses um, and is m far more meticulous when it comes to uh, navigating through more treacherous areas like the Broken, uh, the broken Isles. Um, Image, seems please. to be... I'm... <laughs> he seems to wear fairly similar more similar to what Isadora is wearing. It's very kind of poofy, uh, uh, kind of like more oh. poofy sleeves, poofy pants, has a red vest, uh, a bandolier with charts and all hanging from... Uh, Hello? <clears throat> yeah. Weirdly, he's still shorter than you. Hello? Uh, so Venera, see. that Arab man doesn't look so sexy. I was, so I was just about to say, think about Otis. <laughs> well, how would he feel? Think of your man. Otis. Don't think about Otis. This guy is we never much had a conversation about exclusivity. <laughs> what the fuck, guys? Their Facebook relationship says it's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is Isidore out of curiosity? Like six, seven foot tall? Uh, you have a height on her? She's got about a head and a half. No, two and a half heads taller than you. So she's so she's probably. pushing six feet, but it's 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 a little tough to tell. Uh, let's see. That brings up... Yes, I'm calling you short. Um, next up, we have... Um, 
Gunner Alistair, who, let's see, that Brick, he is the one that you're mainly following under. Pez, you spend most of your time with him, uh, but you'll be following someone else here shortly. Um, Mm -hmm. Alistair is a male tiefling. Um, He dresses more like you would expect Coyote to. He's got nice breeches, a a dark grayish-blue coat with a red vest. Um, But you see burn marks and scars, and one of his hands is missing two fingers. Uh, He always has the scent of gunpowder about him, and he's very, very energetic, a bit explosive, and just seems excited to kind of come up with the next big explosive device. I love um, he is very well known as a very, very good marksman. Um, he's responsible for manning the ship's cannons, defending the vessel against any threats. Um, but you find you found that he's a bit of a hothead. If you kind of step out of line or don't do exactly what he says, he gets a bit angry real quick, but then the smile comes back and he's generally an okay kind of guy. Uh, tail. Let's see. That now brings us to Kasumi and Pez. Howdy. Uh, you two, well, Pez is also training under this person, but Kasumi, you're mainly um, spending your time with uh, Quartermaster Finn. He is a male dwarf. He's responsible for managing the ship's supplies, ensuring the crew is uh, healthy and well-fed. He's a very, very good cook, and he seems to have a natural knack for keeping the morale high. Um, He looks on the younger side of a dwarf's age, though he is starting to gray a bit early in the hair and the beard. Um, General, short stature, thick arms. um... Oh. (laughs) Yeah, oh. So... Those are the ones that you have been training under and spending the last few weeks with. Um, you do have a week and a half left of training. Is there anything you would like to do in the in-between? Is there any last-minute things before we theoretically shove off? Can I take Apollo? There doesn't seem to be any reservations with bringing your companions. If anything, um, Quartermaster Finn sees you bringing Apollo a few times and he goes, Ha ha, it's very good to have mousers aboard. Oh! What's, what is a mouser? Oh good, you can keep And mouser, your... something to eat the mice. So the mice do not eat our food. Oh. Well, you can earn your keep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we can, especially if we can bring things along, Magnus is coming. But he doesn't eat mice. Or, gee, it. That. You see him so look at you. Hold up. With... Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Sounds going to hold up Magnus and up, turn, him upside, turn him upside down. What happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Magnus. M- Magnus looks like it doesn't bother him in the slightest. He's got his mouth open, tongues hanging out, and he's just voobing. Venera? I thought we've been over this. He's a magical anomaly. Yes, Venera, this thing doesn't have a sort in its head at all, ever. We would all be slaughtered to death right now, and he'd be looked just like this. Must and? be interesting to live life that way. No worries. All happy. Sounds like how my uh, third brother was. 
It's a long story. Uh, oh. Ouch. Bless you. <laughs> um, Someone in Rokasi must have been talking about me. <laughs> Zahn, you, you specifically, uh, one thing I wanted to mention with your conversations with Isadora is um, a lot of the commands that she would give you and expect you to reply with uh, generally consist of uh, very sharp, very loud whistles. Things that can be heard above the potential of driving rain, heavy winds, where voices may get lost, the rhythm and the uh, frequency of your whistles would be how you would communicate short, quick instructions. Anything that needs to be detailed, you would have to speak, but you can generally, with um, a few patterns, say something on the left, something on the right, something behind, in front, uh, general distances. Um, so that, that would be a majority of... Because you, with your senses and your eyesight, looking's not hard. It's mostly the communication and getting used to hearing that sound and knowing how to reply quickly is what you're being trained with on this particular vessel. Yes. Hearing's not that hard either. Yeah. <laughs> so, anything last minute? Anything else that you wish to do in the time that you have? Uh, Brick, about half a week before your training is done, you were able to get your uh, spell sword. And you're like, damn it, he's right. All I needed was the spring. And some lube. <laughs> and some lube. Kazumi is going to take some time each day that she's training to try to meditate. Mm-hmm. Because she's still not used to being on a boat. She's trying to condition herself oh, being okay with the movement of the boat. <laughs> so with your meditations, are you doing that on the ship? On the ship. Like okay. on the deck, sitting on the deck, trying to get accustomed to the movement. Okay. Um, make a constitution saving throw. Oh no. And I'll even I'll let you do it with advantage. Good, because that's negative. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh just kidding, it's a plus zero. Better than negative. It's not technically negative. Oh, okay. Okay. It technically uh, does not exist. That would be an eighteen. An eighteen. You were really worried for a little bit, because you, you have been on a boat, but you haven't been on a boat terribly terribly long and especially doing things um but within the 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 three weeks of your training and meditating and getting used to the slight bobbing back and forth and the different variations of pitch you're able to keep your food down you don't get nauseous and you 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 have you have high hopes good because seasick is not a cute look (laughs) ah don't worry don't worry kasumi you'll be the fixing of the sea is there uh, a like gem or ring or jewelry jewelry place in this town? Uh, you're you're able to find between like pawn shops and knickknacks. You could even potentially go see Oscar again. Uh, within the three weeks, you would be able to find yourself some jewels. Is there something? I'm assuming there's something particular you're looking for. Yes, high end. Well, what are, what? are you physically looking for? Um, 
go with bracelets and rings. Bracelets and rings. Um, for what purpose? Decorative? Sacrificial. Engagement. Sacrificial. Oh. Offerings. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're able she to find does, She wants to do this. She wants to do this by herself. Like, she'll wander off. Okay. Okay, um, bye. Yeah, that's not difficult. Uh, you're, you're able to go and find some things. Uh, is there a certain gold value you're looking for? Like, how much are you looking Affordable to spend on for this? Five. <laughs> Affordable for five. Affordable for five. Affordable for five. Five. Why am I rolling? You roll. Um, <laughs> make a investigation check with advantage. Impact tactics. No. I'm going to remove that as an option for you if you keep bringing it up. It's illegal. <laughs> a what? An investigation? Yes. Uh, oh, only a 10. With advantage? Yeah, I didn't roll that great. Oh. It takes you a little longer than you would like, and there's a few times where you're about to accept a sale, and you're like, you're shifty. I don't like you. <laughs> um... But I, I would say that you're able to find a fair few trinkets and bobs. Uh, for the reason that I assume you're going for, um, you'd be able to find decent stuff for about 200 gold pieces. That's a lot. Uh, DM, as a note, I do have one thing I want to do right as we set sail, but nothing before. Okay, so as we're setting sail, I'll get back to you on that. Um, Can I like also do kind of what Kasumi was doing like getting my sea leggies like could I like take my boots off and just dig my claws in when was the last time you took your boots off you have boots what year is it yeah I have boots I'm fancy I'm sophisticated I thought you were barefooting the whole time same I mean me too I mean I barefooted everywhere (laughs) I got boots on okay well, you don't now. You took them made off. for sailing. Um, I'm gonna say make a Constitution saving throw at disadvantage. Oh, disadvantage! I love that. Well, I you're the one that's the... been lauding about the, your hatred of water. You've done this to yourself. That is true. Well, you know that sucks because the first one was a 19. The <laughs> second roll was a six. Oh. A six. Um. You... Wait, what, what, what was the constitution? Yes. Uh, where's my constitution? Plus three. Six plus three. Uh, nine. Nine. So you don't get seasick, but you're really uncomfortable. You're not really able to get your sea legs. As the ship is kind of bobbing around, you're constantly finding yourself leaning the wrong way, and instead of leaning into the ship, you're leaning with the ship and you start to tumble and you're kind of falling into things. It's it's not as bad because you're shorter, you don't weigh quite as much, you don't really knock things over, and if you run into someone, you just kind of bump them a little bit. They get a bit cross and kind of shove you away, but um, let's see. Why, why are you rolling? Stop rolling. <laughs> a few people get really annoyed at you. Uh mm-hmm. 
and there's times where you almost come to blows, but uh, the the quartermaster is able to put things right, and he tries to help you, but you're still just you're kind of struggling to keep your balance more than anything else. The way the ship moves on the water is just so unnatural. I hate this. <laughs> Perhaps in time you might get a little bit better. We can continue to do checks as the time goes on. But, with that being said, anything else? To make sure that Fern has all the dinosaurs taken care of while we are gone. Uh, Fern has actually sent um, Kiwi? Cassie. Cassie, that's right. Um, He's actually sent Cassie to stay at the uh, the ranch where you met James. Or was that where, was that here? That was here, right? Hold on, checking my notes, because I'm smart. Yes, um, he is expressly told, it's for not for food, it's not for manual labor, she's just there to not be in the royal district, but... She is a pasture pet. Yes. <laughs> Cassie is staying with James the Butcher for now. Not as food. Not as food. Unless things get really desperate. <laughs> God Cassie help him if you guys him. come back. Um, so so I'm on. Looks like you to burn a building down after all. <laughs> the city will burn. <laughs> I have a strange taste for man flesh. Okay. So, uh, did we lose Brick? Oh, nope, there he goes. He's struggling. He's back. Okay. Your video locked up real hard. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... So Brick, you oh said gosh, that... I see it on stream. <laughs> Brick, you said that there was something that you wanted to do right before shoving off. Uh, yeah, as we're loading up and shoving off, I'll go over to Zon and out of the um, spider backpack, I'll take um, a telescope, gold-plated uh, and intricately designed that I picked up a couple towns ago, uh, and hand it to him. Hopefully, this will help. <laughs> yeah, you look at it and it's all um, Aslan design. What does this later? These what? don't. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> Stashes away. <laughs> oh. Do you actually have that in your inventory or no? Yeah, it's in my inventory. There's a telescope you can look up. Actually, no, I think I had to make it custom. Um, Continue. Zahn, you, you come to find that those shackles that you were wearing were suppressing your magic. Uh, as, much as, as much as you wanted to call on your magic just to vent your anger or whatnot, uh, it dampened them. However, come the day of your departure, Otis does come and removes them from your person as you are about to set off on a potentially dangerous voyage uh, and you're no longer part of the kingdom's problem. <laughs> so setting you loose on the pirates Otis is there to see you off oh the uh, Otis well I was getting there Otis is there the king is there uh, his wife Sonia is there Blade and... what Sonia Blade Mortal Kombat yeah okay um Anna is there with the admiral at her side. Emma is 
not as regally dressed as her mother. She appears to be in the more um, ready-to-get-dirty clothing that she wears when working with Fern and uh, is running along the docks waving as your ship begins to sail off from the coast. Is there anything else? He shouts back to her, Tell you what, I'll say hi later! (laughs) Venera. As the ship begins to push away from the docks, you see that every member of the ship, captain, crew alike, all step to the edge, reach into their bags, reach into their pockets, their coin purses. You see a necklace tossed over, a handful of coins, a gem. Which is uh, knowing all of this at, at all times pulls out a ring with that were with jewels on it and a bracelet chucks both overboard. Oh, please be better. What is uh, what's going on? I think um, they're making offerings. Yeah, you know it's a thing that you do. Yeah, as, as you're standing there talking about this, the crew that's kind of immediately around you are beginning to turn and look at the five of you with a very expectant um, look like... Well, not sorry, four of you, four of you. Apologies. Yeah. <laughs> They're all beginning to look at you with a... Come on. Kind of look. Oh. Sea God offering... Thingy, yeah, yes. Oh, oh. yes. He takes off. He takes the like and sticks the bag and opens it up and starts rifling through and pulls out a (laughs) a a jewel he forgot he had. It's about the size of his fist and just goes. (laughs) I like the idea that it's just Velka just. (laughs) (laughs) Um, can can I throw one of the clockwork buggy? Because like I have a few of those, right? No, why don't you just throw the gold overboard? The, the bugs are useful. Well, all right. I'll just grab a handful of gold and yeet it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait, I'm... Oh, I have ten oh, of these gems. Where the frick did I get these gems? I don't remember having these. I was just looking through uh, my <laughs> I think you were supposed inventory. to have distributed them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I throw one overboard for each of us. That's five of them gone. Oh, good. I um I threw nineteen gold over. Okay. Sumi is gonna meticulously count out twenty-five pieces of gold and then just blink, 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 just one at a time. Making it rain. <laughs> and she's just like grinning at the other crew members. Venera <laughs> will throw ten. Okay. I'm pretty damn sure I threw like 300 something golds worth of shit overboard. I, I apparently sent 50 gold worth of gems overboard. Can I just like look over here at the captain or someone in the crew? Do, do we make a wish now? Like, is this is this how money and wishing works? You. <laughs> Quick, chuck her overboard! <laughs> um. You stop one of the crew members as he turns away from tossing in his offering, and it's a older gentleman, seems to be missing some of his teeth, and he kind of works I his jaw as he looks down at you. You can say your prayer if you want, but if you don't feel like it, whatever you tossed over should be fine. 
just ask for a safe passage. If not for you, then for the rest of us. Hey. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, he kind of gives you a fairly hefty pat on your shoulder all as right. he goes about his duties. Just talk. My who, me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm just gonna... You said pray, so I'm gonna pray. Um, Coyote, help us. Zana's gonna shove his hand over his mouth as quick as he can. <laughs> you... I'm the wrong god. That is very bad luck. So. He's on land. Don't pray to him. But, you know what, Pez? What? Just for that, oh, I need you to make a d20 travel roll. Oh, Release yeah. the Kraken! <laughs> Two. Two. Oh, God. <laughs> Two Krakens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. We haven't even left port yet, and why do I feel like we're all going to like die? At least I get to put my gunner's training to good use. <laughs> I dive back brick. in the water and grab, grab all brick. of the gold. <laughs> <laughs> I grab Brick and pull him close. I point at Veneer. She lives if all of us die. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta look. I, I look over, and I kind of side eye at Kasumi. Sure. Speaking of which, what does the crew think of my horn now? Because it kind of just fucking appeared. You get the occasional curious glance, and you 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 even see one guy stop and stare, and he's like, <laughs> and he's just sort of looking confused, like, did I, did I really? And then you say him like reach to his side and get his flask, shakes it a bit, uncorks it, <laughs> sniffs it, takes a swig, corks it, puts it back, goes about his duties. Uh, there, there's a there's a couple of tieflings on board, and horns aren't an oddity. It's weird that it's in the middle of your fucking forehead, but <laughs> yes. um, it's also weird that it just appeared. Well, one time I was there, one time I wasn't. <laughs> For all oh, they know, you just glued it on there. They don't know. None of them seem to bother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, none of them seem to really be bothering you about it. Um, if anything, they kind of give you a bit more of a, you know, a wider berth because you know if you just like sneeze, you're gonna kill somebody. Um, no. No. My eye. <laughs> <Definitely> four. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brick is actually gonna kind of call a team meeting. Uh, actually, I had a question for everyone. Uh, yes. Am I allowed to talk? No. After we uh, take care of this business, um, is everyone still okay with heading to the Tep Teple Teple Mountains? Is Are that right? What's the place to get your battery? Uh, yeah, the new battery. Place? Yes. Hmm? I mean, you have the ring, don't you? Well, take the ring to wherever you want to go. I have to be have been there first, uh, so that's actually kind of my question. Do we want to take the ring back to um, Aslan and get another ship there, or just ask if these uh, apparently partially crazy people will take us? I'm confused. We've been 
to the place we need to go. No. You have been to the smithing area. You have not been to the Tepetal Mountains. Like, if you look at the map, it's the place past the continent. I mean, where we went to the... Wherever we were there is still there. And that's, probably... Well, that's, that's what I'm asking. Should we go there since it's closer and get another ship? Or should we just ask, since these guys are apparently willing to take on just about anything, should we ask them? Um, I think that might con- it might depend on um, if the dark, smoky shadow realm opens up into this world or not by then. Mm-hmm. Okay, first off, I'm not casting Banish on myself anymore, so hush. I'm glad that we have established that. Also, um... I would, if that is going to happen, I would like to be able to be fully functioning and useful again. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll I'll add it to the list of things to do. Why don't we figure that out when we're a bit further along and come into that decision? Yep. Okay. I'm fine getting the core replaced after this. In what way we do it? Me. Now, if you excuse me. I have the crow's nest. Of course, my name. Hello. Uh, as he's climbing up, up that. Well, I was also going to ask, uh, what's our plan? We help the crew. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, once we get there. That's a ways away. Not worried. We're trying to find Shen Shei. Mm-hmm. Trying to find your god? No. Honey, not Shenzhe. I'm tired. Okay. <laughs> Shirahama. I know where Shenzhe is. Okay. Hear from the crow's nest. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You hear the whistle. Bullshit. <laughs> Crisper. Crisper did not like that. All right. Anyway. Okay. So you all set sail. The captain like sees. To do something that mm-hmm. night before we. That night. Yes. Okay. Um, you cast off from the shore. You begin to make your way across the Whispering Sea towards Trenton Point, where you had met with Grandmaster Puck on a few occasions. Um, there is a bit of a headwind, so your uh, trek is a bit slower than you would possibly like. You have to uh, do quite a bit of tacking to continue to make forward progress. Um, Zahn, make a perception check. And remember to add your uh, your training bonus. Oh, that's right. I get a three. This is going to be ridiculous. Um... 18 plus 9 is 27. 30. 30. You're able to see this from quite a ways off. There is a very thick bank of fog that you are heading towards. And from your height and how long you've been tacking back and forth, it doesn't look like something you're going to be able to get around. I whistle. Informatively. (laughs) Uh, So you send the whistle down, and those of you that are down on the deck... Um, 
you see Isadora look up and listen and relays the information to the captain. And you see uh, Captain Eric out the wheel and just kind of growls a little bit. Nothing to it but to push on through. Mm-hmm. Yes, Venera? I go up to the captain. Me? <laughs> Is it for me? <laughs> Oi, madam, what can I do you for? Have you gone through this in fog before? It's not the first time we've encountered fog on the waters. It's pretty common up this way. It's true. Are you worried? Not really. Not many shallows this side. Once we get around Trenton Point and down the coastline, that might be a bit of a different story. But uh, we shouldn't have any situations unless... uh, And he kind of looks towards the west... Unless someone else is hiding within the fog. Oh. Well, the sun nearly dropped. Yeah, the, the, they dropped the sun. I <laughs> saw that coming. The she likes to jump up on my computer and go up there. Mm. That's where I have my ring light. The gargoyle. It's a good save. Any of the rest of my... Comrades around? That is a great question. Uh, Zahn is up in the crow's nest. He will be taking shifts with another crew member. Um, Pez and Brick, generally speaking, uh, you two are either down below deck, making sure that the cannons are secured. Um, If you're not doing anything at the time, sometimes you are recruited for some more of the heavy lifting, uh, getting things moved around where need be. But... Until anything combative happens or repairs are needed, the three of you, um, Brick, Pez, and Kasumi, you're kind of in a holding pattern. You can spend some time on the deck, you can help out in slight ways if you know it's needed and it's not too complicated, but for the most part, you've kind of got a smooth ride ahead of you. Well, I say a smooth ride. There's not a whole lot of work to be done until there's work to be done for the three of you. I will be in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. Zoom is gonna be on deck. Rick, where are you gonna be at? Um, I'll say at the moment I'm upper deck checking on a cannon. Okay, so he's one deck below. Oh, I thought well, there's is there not deck cannons on top usually? And yes, so there there are more? some below. There is one rear facing one, and you've got two at the front. The one at the rear is more like a a mortar. Like I'll you, be checking on the mortar. Okay. Mortar checking on the mortar. Got it. Mm-hmm. Captain, can you keep a secret? He kind of looks at you. The temptation to say no is very strong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I can see. Through... We can all see. Through the fog. You see him kind of, like, open his mouth and close it and open it again and goes, I might need a little bit more of an elaboration on that statement. I... Fog doesn't affect my eyesight. I can see through the fog. 
Well then, Miss Veneera, I would like to appoint you towards the bow of the vessel. <laughs> I figured. Don't suppose you overheard any of the instructions on our whistling system, no? I may have picked up something. Try not to give the wrong signal. Got it. As you were. Wait. Can... Pez whistle? He doesn't have lips. You can hiss. <laughs> doesn't give the same effect. Dragon. 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 <laughs> can we ever just go sit on the bow? Just swinging her leggies. Just... Okay. La-dee-da. So, as you head further on into the fog... Zahn and Venera, since you were the ones keeping a lookout. Uh, Zahn, perception at disadvantage. Venera, straight perception check. Oh, a 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus 6, 3, 3, 26. 26. 10. 10. You don't quite have the height that Zahn does. Um, you can still see a very, very good distance away. But even with your ability to see through the fog, there's still a bit of a haze when you get really, really far out. Um, and that almost has nothing to do with the fog, but just your your own general range of vision. Um, Zon, you said 26? Mm-hmm. Okay. Time goes on. You're still having to tack through the, uh, the, the wind that you're sailing into. It's sucking up quite a bit of daylight. And for you, Zon, you notice that the fog is getting thicker. You're not entirely sure if it's the fog itself. Is it just because the sun is beginning to dip and visibility as a whole is beginning to uh, diminish? A little tough to tell. But as the day goes on, you start to notice there's a bit of a glow in the distance. I whistle for potential danger. Coming from the starboard side of the ship. Why you whistle starboard? (laughs) (laughs) You you hear the whistle. Um, Make another perception check as you hear the whistle. Because you're not entirely sure what it means, but you know that whistling means something. And that kind of sparks your mind to be like, oh, look at the pretty waves. Is that a dolphin? What the fuck? (laughs) There we go. Uh, Rolled lucky. Natural 20. So 24. Natural 20. Okay. Um, Zahn, as you're looking out and you give a whistle, the glow is not the glow of a torchlight. It's not orange. It's a greenish blue. And as you give the whistle, Venera, you you look up first at Zahn looking, and you see uh, Isadora go to the side of the vessel, and you look over, and you are able to see, clear as day, a glowing greenish-blue ship that you swear is partially see-through, and it is making a course towards the Harper's Fury. 
and that <laughs> is oh, where we are you. going to end for tonight. No! Dadgummit, no. Pez! Unless, no. unless you all, as we're two hours we've in... We've been going for two hours! You ready for some combat? Yes! It's, it's a ghost ship, though. It might take a while. It's going to take quite a bit. I am okay to keep going, but I know that there's some people that are a little tired. This is a group vote. Do you, do you want to start fighting? This is up to the tired people. Like, I'm okay to keep going. And do not feel bad if you are not yeah, if you, up if to you it. need to go to bed, you you're need really to go to bed. not. Do not we feel bad. We won't guilt you over it until tomorrow. Then you'll feel really bad as we guilt you. Oh. <laughs> not feel bad how big of a ghost ship are we talking here <laughs> you can't see it you I ain't know. looking <laughs> well, then i can't answer will this combat take less than an hour i have no idea it depends on how your rolls go it depends on how quickly you guys take your turns If we're that worried about it, let's save it then. That means we get to start the next session with combat. It's two weeks. <laughs> well, then just have combat in your session then. Maybe no. I will. Don't okay. Have combat in just about every single session it, because it, somebody it, wanted to go to a fighting ring. It's been two weeks to come up with strategies on how to fuck up ghosts. There you go. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Quite a bit of a lore dump that I was sort of expecting, and I was kind of expecting to get into a little bit of combat sooner, but it is what it is. This is going to be a little yeah. bit of a shorter episode just because we don't know how long combat will take, and unfortunately, we have some East Coasters who is getting a bit late, and, you know, they have chillins, and we're not blaming. It's just, it's a fact of the matter. So, um... Oh, we will be back next week for Storm King's Chaos, which Zeke will be running. Um, and yeah, we'll be back to this one in two weeks' time, where we get to start fighting some ghosty ships. Ghosties. So, anyone, anyone else have anything that they want to say, talk about, questions, comments, concerns? Um, join us in Pez plays as we pay as we play Sea of Thieves to get ready for combat. <laughs> <laughs> Not a terrible idea. Okay. Well, sorry for the slightly shorter session, but I feel that it's a bit necessary. We could be here for two more hours, and that's not fun for some people. So until the next time we go live, stay safe. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody! Thanks. Bye! Bye! Thanks for listening to the Fools and Flagons podcast. If you enjoyed this past adventure of the Tales of Archeron, you can catch us live on Fridays at twitch.tv forward slash foolsandflagons.